today. Justice Breyer confirms he is, in fact, retiring. Joe Biden confirms he is half dead. And truckers in Canada revolt in a world record-breaking convoy uh, against the vaccine mandate. We've got all that and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I just have to say, I think there are a lot of you who are going to be pleased with today's show because there have been a lot of people, I mentioned a trucker, uh, truckers revolting in Canada. Well, I think there are people who were about to do the same thing here because Eric July had not been on in a very long time. <laughs> Blaze TV contributor Eric July, they're like, where the hell is Eric? We need him. What have you done with him? I didn't do anything, okay? It turned out that, like, I think you were sick at the beginning of the yeah. year, and then and a bunch of people were sick here, <laughs> yep, and, and you filled in for, in them. for them. And then, so he's like, I'm not doing a, a 6 a.m. radio show and then staying for 3 p.m. TV. I, right. I just can't do that because I need this thing called sleep. And we're like, whatever, slacker. Uh, but for whatever reason, he just has not made it on the show, I think, all, all month. So it's Yeah, good this to is the first you. show of the month, yeah. uh, which is weird, but yeah, it feels good. Just so much happened consecutively, and yeah. Yeah, one yeah. Thing so led to another. Not blacklisted. No. Well, it, that sounded racist. <laughs> He's not been blacklisted. He is still here. We still love him. He's back. Uh, also joined by Stubergear, host of Stu Does America, uh, who is also not blacklisted or whitelisted. Thank you, Sarah. And it's nice to hear you, you say listed. such nice things about Eric you know, in opposition to what you said to him off air earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Should be a fun one, guys. Um, so let's get to uh, Justice Breyer, you know, we had reported on the show yesterday, this was, you know, it was breaking news yesterday that Justice Breyer was retiring, um, and then reports started surfacing that he maybe wasn't too happy with that announcement because he wasn't ready to make it. So you have to wonder how that played out, but uh, I guess he was forced to kind of make the announcement since the news was spread anyway, which he did today. This was a joint announcement between him and Joe Biden, and uh, they talked about his retirement. Uh, Breyer offered a statement about his faith in the American experiment. Um, let's go ahead and play and play that clip, watch. And I found some letters that George Washington wrote where he said the same thing. It's an experiment. That experiment existed then because even the liberals in Europe, you know, they're looking over here and they say it's a great idea in principle, but it'll never work. Uh, but we'll show them it does. That's what Washington thought. And that's what Lincoln thought. And that's what people still think today. And I say, well, I want you, and I'm talking to the students now. I say, I want you to pick just this up. It's an experiment that's still going on. And I'll tell you something. You know who will see whether that experiment works? It's you, my friend. It's you, Mr. High School student. It's you, Mr. College student. It's you, Mr. Law School students. It's us, but it's you. It's that next generation and the one after that. My grandchildren and their children. They'll determine whether the experiment still works. And of course, I am an optimist and I'm pretty sure it will. You know, it's interesting. Uh, there was another point, and I, I don't think we need to play the clip, but there was another point where um, he pulled out his pocket constitution, which is just, that's so SCOTUS. 
I'm so SCOTUS <laughs> to be like, ah, well, let me pull out the Constitution I have here in my pocket. Uh, but he talked about the uh, he that everyone with these different beliefs still agree to solve their problems under the law. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a very uh, heartwarming speech, but I also thought... This is a guy who has ruled the wrong way on virtually every <laughs> Supreme Court ruling, not on the side of the Constitution. It's just interesting to hear him talk about the American experiment and how he's so optimistic that it will work. It just feels very weird. I think he should have taken the Constitution out of his pocket when doing, like, rulings. Like, I think, you know, <laughs> right. maybe not just the speeches. Right. yeah. Uh, yeah, because, you know, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, he seems like nice a perfectly moment. lovely old man, but, yeah. like, it just feels weird hearing him say these things. Yeah, I mean, he's been ruling against our foundational principles consistently <laughs> right. for a very long time. So I'm not going to miss him in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Though, uh, you know, who knows who they pick next? It, it could get much, much, much worse. And I'm sure we'll get into that here yeah. at some point. Um, but this is a an overt admission from the Democrat Party that they know they're going to lose in, 20, in 2022. Right. They know... At least as things stand right now, they are in real, real trouble. And if something happened, God forbid, to Stephen Breyer when he was still uh, sitting um, in, in his, his uh, in the Supreme Court, like with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they would be in real trouble. And so this is them saying, we know we're, we're toast here. We need to do something. And they're going to try to slide this along. Of course, they'll go against everything that they said just very recently about how you're not supposed to do this in an election year. And honestly, it was ne it never made any sense then. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to freak out too much about that. Uh, this, it's the right position. Well, it would be nice um, if they held a standard. Yeah. They for themselves ever that they hold for us. None of this That's means anything to any of these people <laughs> right, who say right. it. So, I, I, you know, you can't hold them to any standards because they don't care about standards. Yeah. Uh, but this is a big moment, I think, for um, uh, for the Democrats mainly, because they wanted to lock this in before Mitch McConnell gets back in control. And we look back and, you know, we I think we all could list off a myriad of reasons uh, that we do not particularly love Mitch McConnell. Uh, but more than Donald Trump, when it comes to Neil Gorsuch and the Ruth Bader, or uh, the, uh, the, um, Amy Coney. The, yeah. Amy Coney Bear. No, I was thinking of oh. the Gorsuch nomination. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Merrick Garland being blocked. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. More than Donald Trump, who did pick, I think, relatively well with Gorsuch. Um, also, though, that delay and not and holding the line when the Republicans had the Senate and you had a Democratic uh, president, that's really the, the situation. That's really the thing that, that turned that seat and changed the, the, the composition of the court. And they're terrified of, of mm -hmm. Mitch. I mean, we, you know, sometimes we complain about Mitch for being too, for too, too soft, but the left doesn't like him. Uh, yeah. You know, they don't like him. He, hold, he, he did hold the line there and held everybody in line, um, and they did not let Merrick Garland even get a vote, and that wound up being a really good thing for the, the Constitution, I, I would argue. So it, it's not going to change the balance of the court here. Right. Um, right. It's, that's, it's a wash. It's a wash yeah. as far as that goes. Um, it, it, but it does signal that they know they are in serious trouble in a very short period of time. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. It is kind of weird, and I believe you mentioned it as well, how way more competent, even though he's like, what, almost five years older than the uh, president, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, 83. But yeah, like, and he's like night and day. Uh, in you terms mean, of you mean he knows where he is? Yeah, like at he, any given he seems yeah. like he's aware. You know, he's, he's, he's alive. Focused, yes. yeah, and all that. And uh, <laughs> only thing I took exception to in, in that speech was how he placed so much emphasis on like people that are in the education system and how they're the future. And all yeah. that. Right. 
scares me. If that's the, <laughs> if, if that's, if that's the case, then uh, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but like you said, and like you mentioned, it is certainly a wash. Um, even with some of the recent selections uh, with the Supreme Court, it has I mean, some of these guys have all made questionable, even the ones picked by Trump, made some questionable decisions that don't seem to mm-hmm. mean that they align with you. So even if he picks a, whoever he picks, yeah, it could get worse. It could get better. Who knows uh, if the recent picks have anything to go by that we really don't know what the hell their position is going to be and how this kind of uh, balances the court. But to your point about it's like an admission or rather trying them trying to get ahead of what is to come, because it does look. I'm not willing to say quite yet that they're toast going into this election cycle. It just doesn't look very good. A lot can change very fast. We've seen that. Uh, But they at least see that writing on the wall. And this is them saying, you know what? Better safe than sorry. Let's go ahead and get this out the way. You sit down somewhere. We'll get someone else in there so we don't have to deal with this potentially uh, with us uh, uh, losing, let's say, remotely any sort of power and that getting in the way of our future selection. So they're trying to get it done right now. And I guess that makes sense. So, okay. And I don't, I I agree with both of your assessments, but I do find it interesting that instead of course correcting, like, okay, why do we need to get it done before the midterms? Why are we, why do we think we're about to be shellacked right in the midterms? They, They don't have that kind of critical thinking or introspective thinking. They're just like, no, we need to get this done. But by the way, we're gonna go full force into also, it has to be a black woman because that turned out so well for us when we demanded that Joe Biden do that with the vice president. Right. And so now and I and I just want to get to yeah, I want to get your yeah. thoughts on that. But but let me just Joe Biden. We talked about this yesterday. He had said it way back when. Right. That he he. Yes, I uh, definitely I will definitely make sure to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court also have a black woman of color for my vice president, but he also reaffirmed it today. So they are planning on going all in on this, it looks like, because here is Joe Biden just today. Choosing someone to sit in the Supreme Court, I believe is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is gonna be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. (laughs) The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. That's so interesting. He's like, look, I realize this is actually the biggest decision that I could make and I need to take it very seriously. And that is why I'm pigeonholing myself into checking off intersectionality boxes instead of actually going by the record. It's like it's totally insane. (laughs) Yes, I would agree (laughs) with that. Um, You know, if you think of it this way, about what, 12 percent of the population is African-American, about half of them are women. Um, You figure about a third of them are too young to be a Supreme Court justice. Maybe a third of them are too old, which leaves you eliminating 98% of all possible selections. (laughs) Which doesn't seem like a good idea uh, when this is a big decision, as I mentioned. It's very possible that an African-American woman would be the most qualified for this role. It's very possible. It's it's, it's highly possible. However, we can't possibly know it when you eliminate everyone else. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like it's unfair to her, to whoever this woman might be in a way, in that like, 
she will always have those questions about her. Like, let's just say he said, I'm going to pick a, a, an African-American woman. And then someone comes in and said, just wows him, just says, hey, by the way, you got to meet my friend, Bob. He's the whitest dude in the world or he's an Asian, whatever, whatever he is. That's not a black woman. And he comes in and he just is the most well um, uh, spoken, articulate um, uh, a justice that it, with the most knowledge of the legal uh, of, of all legal doctrine and wants to kill babies all over the place. I mean, it would be the, the dream of everybody on the left. And they can't select him because of his genitals or the color of his skin or some other immutable characteristic. That is insane. Yeah. That is actually, I would argue, illegal in our current system. You're not allowed to just say, I would like black people or white people for a role. You're not supposed to pick based on color of skin. Um, but... All of that being said, it's just a, it just, it just shows how pathetic uh, the entire situation is. I mean, this all came about because of James Clyburn. James Clyburn, mm -hmm. he wanted the James Clyburn endorsement in South Carolina. It, multiple uh, reports have showed that um, during one of the debates, during one of the debates, James Clyburn went up to Joe Biden in a commercial break and told him he needed to announce it during the debate, and then he did. Literally, he, he had committed to it, but hadn't announced it yet. Yeah. And Clyburn went up to him in the middle of the debate and said, hey, you better do this. You're not getting my endorsement. And then he did so it. He did it. Like, this is bonkers. <laughs> it's all politicism. And it's, it's racism as well. I yeah. mean, you're, again, like everyone likes to say, you know, the left would like to make this this argument between black people and white people, which is, of course, how they want to do this all the time. But forget that for a second. They put it between black women and black men, yeah. black women and Asian yeah. men, black women and Native American women. Why wouldn't a, a, a qualified Native American woman be considered for this job? Right. Why not? Yeah. They've been around here a long time, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's just it's insulting. It's ridiculous. And it's a terrible way um, to pick a justice. And it disintegrates our meritocracy. It is interesting, too, Eric, because I think didn't I read that the Supreme Court is going to be taking up affirmative action? This yeah. I think this uh, term. So uh, I guess was like, maybe maybe they'll, yeah. maybe they'll eliminate it, which it shouldn't be there in the first place. But this is my thing. What you're seeing right now is the kind of cultural ramifications of the hyper emphasizing of race and all this stuff that we've been dealing with for the better part of decades. However, I believe that it's been amplified right, a lot definitely in the last decade, per se, in which people, no matter what the industry is, are not selecting folks based on merit. They're not selecting people based on qualifications. They're selecting people based upon what box they check. And often that leads to disastrous things. We, the people that watch my channel know this is something I, I probably talk about every day uh, in like the comic book industry and all these weirdos that now are unfortunately in control of a lot of these beloved characters. And you get some really goofy changes um, like, I don't know, gay Superman and all this other uh, goofy stuff stuff because these are people that aren't qualified to be in their, these positions, but they have prioritized concepts of social justice. So they need these like they prioritize representation and all those buzz terms that they like to use because it has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's about checking a box. What you're seeing now, I think this is why I always say that politics, of course, is on the downstream. I'm not the first person that, that said they change the culture, you change the politics by default. This is late. This is a lagging indicator. What you're seeing right here with him saying that just flat out like, yeah, it's racist. I don't know what. I don't care. I'm not going to see any consequences for this. I'm selecting a black woman, no matter if she's <laughs> she's most qualified or not. It has nothing to do with it. It's the lagging indicator. It's a problem that we kind of in all of our industries uh, over the course of the last half decade and longer than that as well. And it does not stop until people decide that it needs to stop and stop hyper emphasizing whether or not there's this particular makeup in 
whatever demographic that it is. The problem is that so many folks have now been convinced that there's something wrong with something because it doesn't have a particular makeup. So if it's not a X percentage of, uh, of, of black people or, or gay people, or lesbian, whatever it is, then something is fundamentally wrong with that. And to that, I say that's bull crap. Doesn't matter what it is. If it has exclusively white people, exclusively black people, if they're the most qualified for whatever it is, it is that they are doing, there's nothing wrong with it. I think we should, you know, in addition to the vaccine passports that we're going to see, I think we should all have to take 23andMe uh, tests and put that information <laughs> on a card. And you have to, like, present that card every time you go in someplace so that they know what percentage yeah. of every ethnicity and race you are and they can treat you accordingly. I, you know what? I probably should stop because they're going to take that idea seriously <laughs> and we'll actually have to do it. Um, all right. We've got more coming up. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. So if you listen to this show, you know this already. I'm not telling you anything new, but inflation is uh, it's at a 40 year high. And uh, no matter what the Biden administration says, it is here to stay uh, because the government's dirty little secret is they actually want this. OK, right now, inflation rates are higher than the interest on Treasury bonds. So with every day that passes, the government owes less on its mountain of debt. So, I mean, think about this for a second. If your mortgage had a negative interest rate, would you be in a hurry to pay it off? Yeah, no, you wouldn't. So your pain is their gain. You gotta protect your savings. Don't wait until it's too late. You can hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Uh, the government is sabotaging the value of the US dollar. Again, do not wait until it's too late. You gotta look at this now. Birch Gold is the only company I trust and recommend for precious metals. They can help you convert uh, an IRA or a 401k into an IRA backed by gold. Much more stable. With thousands of satisfied customers, they've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You know you can trust them. All right, you can text Y, that's the, the word, Y, W-H-Y, to the number 989898. You can get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. It's going to be a 20-page guide, and it's going to explain how gold and silver can help you protect your savings and how you can buy them under a uh, an umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So you got to go text the word Y to 989898. Again, there's no obligation. There's no reason not to do this. You can text Y to 989898. <laughs> latest Project Veritas whistleblower video shows uh, this is a, a New York nurse who has these recordings of showing possible botched administration of the COVID-19 vaccine to children. Uh, I would also like to add, as we get into the story, I saw this clip. There was a clip of this on Twitter, obviously not tweeted out by Project Veritas because I think that they're still banned from Twitter, but um, it was tweeted out by someone else. And I retweeted it and then went back later and realized that also had been the entire video had been removed. The tweet was still there, but the entire video had also been removed. So I was like, wait, well, we have to put this on the show because people are not able to see this. They need to know that it at least exists and then they can do their own homework from there. But this is a, a, a pediatric nurse who went to Project Veritas uh, to blow the whistle on New York contracted healthcare provider Doc Goth and their subsidiary Ambulns, A-M-B-U-L-N-Z. Try to spell that and pronounce it. I don't know. Uh, so she says that they may have jeopardized the safety of thousands of people, including young children, through negligent administration of the COVID-19 vaccine. I want to play this clip, but let me just kind of, because I'm not a medical person, obviously, so I, I needed to like really do my homework on what they were talking about here. So the dilutant that they use with the, with the vaccine has to be the correct one, and it's supposed to be a proper saline solution. This is according to... 
Pfizer. This is according to the CDC. This is according to the FDA. They all say this particular vaccine should only be administered with the proper saline solution and that bacteriostatic water is not to be used. Um, and apparently the bacteriostatic water is what these people ended up administering the vaccine with. And then you'll hear them in this clip, I think, probably uh, admit to not knowing whether or not there could be any adverse effects or anything like that, but that it probably would not get reported. Watch. They mess up the vaccine. They're giving out the wrong, um, they were mixing it with the wrong stuff. Oh, you were the one that was the bacterial thing? The saline solution. The color is the top. It's green. The green. It's green. They're green. They should have did like incident reports, no? Oh, absolutely. That's what everyone would get. You know, I've been here since 4.45. I was in the first location, which was the wrong place, at 5.12. So they decided to call me at 7.36, which means that someone could have already been vaccinated because you had us out and about at 4.45 a.m. this morning. So you wait to 7.36 to call me and tell me that yeah, this may be the wrong So I encourage everyone to go to Project Veritas, watch the whole thing, because like I said, mm -hmm. there, there are some points in there where um, the, the whistleblower is asking, so like, are, could there be some sort of bad effects that happen? Should we contact the parents and let them know that these kids, A, may not have the protection that the parents think that they do because they don't know uh, whether or not the vaccine works properly without the proper saline solution? B, are there any adverse events to watch out for? And uh, she has someone answer her with, yeah, no, they, they, this company is not known for transparency. So I, I don't think that they will do that. So I encourage everyone to watch this. But um, uh, kind of a to me, a big deal that this is going on. Just another reason that you can't mandate a vaccine because there are things like this that happen that people need to have informed consent uh, in a manner in which they can say, you know what, I, I don't trust the healthcare provider. I don't trust the person who would be administering it. You, I just don't want it. But I mean, certainly this should be a consideration. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you're pushing that so much to where this has to be the only thing that you do. This is the only solution and uh, you have to do it, then yeah, you basically get, a, it's a free-for-all because you can do whatever it is that you want, but hey, you ultimately administered it and it's not like you're gonna see many consequences uh, certainly for doing that or rather they're gonna be buried because it's like, hey, this is, a, we're, we're trying to get so many people jabbed and particularly young people, does that make any sense? Did the data make sense for that to be happening? Uh, I guess that's up for question uh, for a lot of people. I don't think it makes any damn sense. Uh, but hey, I'm not a doctor. Um, even though they say that some of them say the same damn thing that I say, I guess I need a lab coat and a red tie. I think that'll finally make people, <laughs> uh, start start listening to what it is that I'm saying because all I'm doing is following the same data that they have been mm -hmm. providing. But that's what sucks about it all is that even like you talked about Project Veritas not being able to share themselves. Yeah. And then someone else really on their behalf is trying to get this information out and it gets taken down. The dialogue for this has not been open at all. And I think that's led to a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that story of Sarah Acho, the uh, Swiss 100 meter sprinter who got pericarditis as a side effect. It's documented. It happened. I'm not making it up. That's what she got. She was told that, hey, get the Pfizer one because a lot of the heart issues were more so pertaining to Moderna and, and, and all of that. And she still got that. And she was frustrated because like, well, this is what everybody's been telling me that I need to do. And it sucks that 
I feel like I can't even have some open conversation about this because you do get demonized, whether it be through the eyes of the public or whether it be your, that com communication just being completely shut down. Yeah. Because it goes against the the what people deem as the corrected, acceptable narrative. And that's bullcrap. And it's ascientific. It's not scientific at all. And it sucks because now you have people making decisions that, you know, may be questionable. Let's say that. <laughs> and. If maybe we and they had saw the conversations being had where people, yeah, whoever's right is right. Whoever's wrong is wrong. But at least let us bring it to the table and have that conversation. Maybe we avoid some of those problems. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of stuck on the fact that they would put two things in tubes. One is good and one is bad. And you use light green light. and dark green. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you but use But was it the light green or the dark green? Because <laughs> the dark terrible. green kills them. The I, light green is fine. I, I, I just make sure the right shade of green, the middle green, will make them explode. <laughs> Don't it, use that one. Was it forest? Or what? <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, it's, no, not forest. Hunter! Hunter green! Uh, I, that does not make any sense to me. And I do like the fact that, like, I, I feel like if I see the name of the doctor's establishment I'm going to there's just the word ambulance spelled with a z i'm not <laughs> like going in i feel like no no um you're right i mean i think that this is just another argument as to why these things shouldn't be mandated i mean you know you, you might look doctors make mistakes all the time they make mistakes no matter what treatment uh, you know the stuff does happen medical they're, error like one of the yeah. leading medical causes yeah, 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 so. yeah absolutely uh, they're human beings yeah. um but when we have this 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 added thing on top where people are getting uh, thrown out of uh, off of Twitter and thrown out of their jobs. We have a friend uh, here who his wife got fired just the other day uh, for uh, actually was vaccinated, but marked a chart that she was only half vaccinated and was supposed to be full. I don't know the exact story, but it's like, oh, you'll, you'll love this one. I'll have to tell it to you fully off the air. But it's absolutely bonkers and got fired from like a really good job over nothing. They weren't even trying to say they didn't want to get the vaccine. We are in a point of complete insanity. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there is a, 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 a really strong argument here to set back on when you have difficult decisions, when you have tough times, that's when you need to have principles. That's when you need them. You don't need them when things are easy. No one needs, if, you, if your principle is, I don't, I'm, uh, I don't spend a lot of money, it doesn't matter if you hold to that principle when you've got millions in the bank. It matters when times are tough. The same thing applies here. Principles are that you, that you let people make their own decisions. We have a lot of tools. We've discussed them here before. Vaccines, obviously, are the one that the government is recommending all the time. There are other people who like other things. Whatever you think, at this point, there has been enough information. I don't think in the last six months, one person has been uh, persuaded either way on this topic. Like, it's just beyond that point. So let people deal with their own risk in the way that they want to do it. And we can all go about our lives and we can maybe not attack each other constantly all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like, it, and, and I, you know, I don't see a lot of that from the right, honestly. I mean, like, I, I do think a lot of it's coming from the left. Yeah. I'm sure some of it comes from the right as well. But there is that, like, line where um, the government has gone all in on the strategy to just attack everyone who doesn't agree with every single thing that they say. And you're never going to get that. You're always going to have a group of people who disagree with you. Whether, and they might even be wrong. They might be right. They might be wrong. It doesn't matter. They are in control of their own lives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, you see this happening all the time. I mean, the Neil Young thing that went on this week where here's a guy who was anti-war, fighting yeah. against the man his whole life. In 2006, had a song about impeaching the president. 
and then went on a tour named the Free Speech Tour <laughs> and is now trying to get a Joe Rogan podcast taken off because he doesn't like what they say. Yeah. Like, these people are bonkers. Let people speak what they want to let them say what they want to say and then you know let them as what i like to say let the market you know work this stuff out if people think that you know uh, x y or z treatment is the best one you know what maybe they'll they'll try it if it doesn't work for a long time my guess is people are going to stop trying it right if the other if the opposite is true then the opposite is true and that, and we'll get to our own answers we, it's it's bad for any policy when you have to depend on others to protect you it mm-hmm. never works it's never going to work. That's why the mask thing was always dumb from the start. You need to have a policy that you can protect yourself the best way possible. Assess your own risk, protect yourself the best way possible, and go on with your life. Yeah, amen. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, CB Distillery. So uh, does CBD work, right? And I'm not talking about, like, going and smoking a joint. That's not what CBD is, okay? There are so many misconceptions about it. Uh, But listen, over 90% of doctors said their patients have used CBD to treat a health condition. And uh, look, I mean, that's nine out of 10 patients are using CBD. That speaks volumes about how safe and effective CBD can be. So this is where cbdistillery.com comes in. They've got over 2 million customers and uh, they are a source that you can trust. So when patients tell their doctors that they use CBD for help with their health conditions, let let me give you some of those conditions. You've got sleep. If sleep is a problem, 90% of CB distillery customers said they sleep better with CBD. If nagging discomfort is a problem, 80% of customers said CBD helps with discomfort after physical activity. If you're looking for a little peace and calm, you can also explore CBD. I have a CBD cream uh, that I, like, if I start, I don't know, like my my wrist was hurting the other day. I, I swear it's like magic stuff. My wrist was hurting the other day, and I was like, I'm going to rub some of my CBD on it, and uh, the, the cream on it, and it the, the next morning it felt completely better. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, I've had that happen so many times with CBD. It really does. It, it can work for a lot of people. They don't realize that they think it's like weird witch doctor stuff. It's really not. All right. You got to go to cbdistillery.com. You can order online. No prescription is required. Enter Y. That is the word Y for 20% off. That is the promo code Y for 20% off over at cbdistillery.com. By the way, this is not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Sorry about that, guys. cbdistillery.com. A giant truck convoy uh, currently crossing Canada is uh, they're protesting the vaccine mandate, which, as we know, Canada is I mean, they've gone absolutely bonkers insane. They've been there uh, for a long time. But on this vaccine mandate business, they are just completely crazy uh, over there in Canada. But they are uh, at the Canada-U.S. border and uh, by by the way, the drivers are being forced to wear masks in their trucks, so that's that's cute. Uh, but this may be the largest truck convoy that it has ever taken place. This is according to the Guinness Book of World Records. The longest truck convoy ever recorded previously was a uh, 7.5 kilometers long, which I don't know what that means. I I don't know why it's written in kilometers in the first place. Yeah, we're American. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. Uh, this was in Egypt in 2020. This freedom convoy heading from British Columbia to Ottawa is said to be considerably larger, uh, and they're trying to make it to Ottawa, which is Canada's capital, by Saturday to stage their protest. And they say if the convoy holds together, it could be 10 times larger than the world record. Um, 
By the way, that 7.5 kilometers, that it consisted of 480 trucks. And these are coming from all over. Um, they, look, they're estimating, are there going to be 10? They think maybe there's 10,000. Um, they don't know yet, but they are, from everyone's accounts, it is considerably larger, very impressive. Uh, the Freedom Convoy's GoFundMe site has already raised $6 million. And these are, you know, they just stated on their GoFundMe, the time for political overreach is over. Our current government is implementing rules and mandates that are destroying the foundation of our business, industries, and livelihoods. And um, look, I, I say Canadians have been too nice for far too long. And this is way overdue. But so I'm, I'm telling everyone, I'm talking about how gigantic this protest is, you wouldn't know it from listening to Justin Trudeau um, because he says this is just a small fringe amount of people uh, who are like protesting. It's nothing to be concerned about. You guys, everyone else is in line with our crazy restrictions. Watch. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science mm. and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values mm -hmm. as a country. I always love it when uh, the government, the head of government, tells me um, what views are acceptable and unacceptable. That's when you know you have a really fair and balanced government. <laughs> and the fact that he worded it like that at the end was weird. Where it's yeah. like, this is about freedom, and I'm holding a gun up to your head, and I need you to do what, do, do what I want you to do. But I mean, you can be free. I'll, I'll let you be free to the point that you starve to death <laughs> because you're not allowed to work for a living. But you'll be free to do that. Yeah, this is, of course, overdue. Canada... What is it, Austria? We have Australia, New Zealand. These guys have been trying to outdo each other to see who has the most crazy restrictions. Meanwhile, Denmark and, you know, the U.K. are, yeah. are taking away. A lot of them getting rid, getting rid yeah. of it. So what, what is the science? They don't have to say that. It's just a buzz term. Trust, just trust it. You just know you need to trust it. And everybody is doing what they want to do because they have, of course, monopoly on the science. All the ones caring. And I, I still have yet to get an answer and maybe... Someone, I do like to read our, our, our chats, live chats and mm -hmm. all of that and comments can let me know. They talk about this vaccine still to this day, despite the evidence and the data, which I'll go through in a minute. They still talk about this as if you getting a jab somehow means that you're protecting someone else. How? <laughs> We know they've conceded. They, they're they, science. Not me. This they're isn't me science. saying this. Yes. They've conceded yes. that it doesn't prevent transmission. I didn't say it. They said it. Yeah. The, 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 the public health experts stated that. So who other than yourself are you? What is that? How does that? How, but they still run with it. This is how you know they're on autopilot. Just churning out. So I, I like NBCs because, you know, they're on a script. And they're just mm -hmm. saying it, and we still listen to them. Not we, not us at the table, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are like, yeah, and they still regret, like, what? Based on what? <laughs> Can someone just tell me, based on what? How am I protecting you by getting it if, I, if it's not preventing transmission? Explain it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need an answer, please. Someone in the chat, just let me know. 
What is the answer <laughs> to that? Why do they keep saying it? This is this very anti-science of you. Very anti-science. <laughs> I, the buzzword thing is perfect, though. I mean, they just use it as this catch-all for things you're supposed to agree with us on. Um, you know, look, Omicron has changed a lot, I think, here on this. And your autopilot is the perfect way to think about it. They just keep saying the same things that they were saying six months ago or a year ago. And when things, when, when the circumstances change, it's okay to say that you change. You know, they want this thing with science um, where they get to be... A, 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 take a rational position on science, which is, look, when something goes wrong, they get to say, look, we, we're doing our best. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're not going to know everything. Sometimes we might get something wrong. We're doing our best to give you the best advice possible. That is actually an okay position. Yes. It's actually the correct position. Yes. However, you can't, yeah, you can't <laughs> combine it with do this or you go to prison. Do this or you get off, kicked off the internet. Do this, you lose your right to free speech and your job and everything else. You can't combine those two. You can use one of the two. You can either be completely sure and be a tyrant, or you can just be honest with people and say, look, we're all going to make mistakes. You can go back. Look, and I know, you know, we constantly hammer, of course, the left on their incorrect predictions on these things. You can go back and find plenty of incorrect predictions from the right all throughout this pandemic as well. No one's nailed this thing perfectly. The only thing that's been nailed perfectly is it should be your freaking decision, right? That has stayed tr be, uh, correct from the very beginning. And I don't know what to say even about the uh, the incorrect position thing from Justin Trudeau. I guess we can all just celebrate he didn't do the speech in blackface. And that is that was nice. I'm glad he didn't do that. Or he didn't say like LGBT and he's stumbling all <laughs> yeah. through it. Like, that's still my favorite clip oh, that's a good one. of his. Like BT had to get some help from someone in the back to try to smell it yeah. out before yeah. we didn't know. I know, good. I love that I one too. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but we need to take a quick break. We'll be back. Oh, uh, our Tuesday night show. We'll play that show all the time. <laughs> the Biden administration is uh, introducing a plan to lower speed limits and expand bike lanes in a bid to reach zero traffic fatalities. Because as we know, if COVID has taught us anything, Eric's already losing his mind over there. If COVID had, I knew I was going to do this to you, Eric. Uh, if COVID has taught us anything, is that we always need to reach zero. We, oh, we need to have zero COVID cases. And we can't stop until we get to zero. We need to have zero traffic fatalities now. So Pete Buttigieg, uh, who, as we know, is no longer on paternity leave. Uh, he's, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> well, I don't know. Mm. I actually, we hope, we wish mm. that he was. Yes, please go back on paternity <laughs> but, but leave. But he is back. He says that uh, they're preparing to roll out a new safe system plan designed to decrease traffic fatalities nationwide. Uh, and and uh, yeah, they, they're going to lower speed limits. Oh, no. Which is, yeah. No, mm -hmm. don't do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, uh, well, they said almost 95% of transportation deaths occur uh, on its streets, roads, and highways in the United States. Where like, else would they but, be? I mean, they're transportation deaths. Right. So I don't really know where else you would expect them to happen. But um, they're going to spend $5 billion in grants. Of course they are. And issue guidance encouraging cities to do always all of these things. Always comes back to the roads, man. It always does. Ride the bikes. You know, like Pete Buttigieg did when he parked. Oh. He literally parked his giant-ass Suburban around the corner and, like, took the bike off of the back of the Suburban and put his dorky little bike helmet on and went riding and thought that nobody would catch him doing that. It's literally the best clip of video I've ever seen in my I life. I love it, it there, so much. Nothing explains the government more than that video. <laughs> I know. Like this dork <laughs> in his stupid bike helmet 
going down the street after he just pulled out of a giant SUV is was such a perfect... Was he wearing a suit, too? I think he was wearing I a suit. I think he was. was. such an idiot. so stupid. Um, you know, uh, this is, uh, I mean, I, Eric's going to have the best, I think, rant on, on our public road system. Uh, <laughs> Do, I don't no really know it. Eric to have any sort of... No opinion uh, on this? No opinion on roads. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Uh, but it shows, I mean, like, you know, the last thing we need is lower speed limits. We need we need higher High speed, speed limits. limits. Yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, we, we are obviously getting close to that time where cars are going to be probably driving themselves a lot. Uh, you know, yeah. that's, un- I don't know that I like that. I, I, I like cars I and I, I like driving them. I will not um, do that. Uh, but, you know, I, our kids, who knows, you know, mm. I mean, I don't know if our kids are driving their own cars, honestly. Uh, you know, but these things will, or, they are improving all the time. I mean, you look at, remember the cars you drove when you were in like high school? Like they, those things were death traps compared to what we have now. Yeah. I mean, they really, these things, just innovation, the market has, has improved itself so much over such a short period of time. We should be celebrating that and, mm-hmm. and celebrating that these rates are already going down. And this yeah. is why his job is obsolete. It's a fake job, much like the guys over at the Department of Education. There's no reason why we should have a federal institution trying to figure out what the hell role systems uh, we have all across this this nation or trying to have this sort of one-size-fits-all approach where we're just trying to get fatalities down and to zero that is he literally said our goal is zero deaths Uh, we commit to that today all that does is legitimizes his fake job it means they can keep swindling taxpayers to pay for stuff because they're obviously never going to get to that point but it legitimizes these guys y'all know how i feel about roads um for sure (laughs) um obviously i think this entire system should be completely marketized um, in, in any regard, like it shouldn't be in control of the government at all. I'm pretty sure that smart individuals can figure out how to build flat spaces to get get around. <laughs> I'd make the argument that it's probably due to the government that we haven't had even more innovation. Maybe at some point these roles are going to be obsolete and I'll leave mm-hmm. the blaze on a jetpack or something mm-hmm. on my way back uh, <laughs> to the northern side of the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So. It's it, it, this is like much of the guys that he installed, Biden installed. You, if you go read down their list of jobs and the stuff that they do, it's like all fake. Mm-hmm. Like it's all these are fake jobs that no market is demanding uh, this. It's just those guys felt that it was important for them to control this particular industry or at least oversee it. I guess is more the the correct term. And they need to make decisions on behalf of 300-something million people. Now, we, again, you guys can't even predict when you're going to go to the bathroom. But for some <laughs> reason, Pete Booty Gig or whatever his name is can can d- dictate what the entire market of 300 million people on roads, more roads, can do. Man, this is insane. It really is. All right. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> A vehicle belonging to a Democratic representative, and I believe she's a squad member, Cori Bush. Is she not? She's she's part of the. I don't think. I don't think. Maybe she's not officially. She hasn't been she's officially squad accepted. Adjacent, Sarah. She is. Mm-hmm. She is definitely yeah. a radical. Honorary. Very yeah. very uh, anti-police. Wants to defund the police. In fact, well, her car was a uh, hit with gunfire Jeez. in the St. Louis, Missouri area. Now it was parked. She wasn't in it. It just was. It's just that like there's uh, a lot of crime, car break-ins and thefts, and they believe that it was related to the increase in crimes uh, in St. Louis. And when I say uh, an increase, there was an unprecedented 10% rise in car break-ins and car thefts in 2021. And uh, and 
just an 800% increase in catalytic converter thefts between uh, in 2020. Catalytic converter thefts? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. It it actually happened to someone that we know that I don't know if it's personal, so I'll share with you off air, um, uh, in our parking lot. Wait, really? Isn't that crazy in the middle of the day? Like, this is a a thing that people are doing all the time now. Mm. Um, But it it just is interesting because... um, she, instead of maybe, she talked about this incident, instead of like maybe saying, hey, maybe I was wrong, we maybe need more, I don't want to say police because I don't want to trigger Eric. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone helping us. She's like, well, she's well fraud, gun violence though. is, is But wrong. she's a fraud. Y'all remember that she was taking like taxpayer money to pay for like yes. security and all that. Yes. See, if I told y'all when that crap first became a slogan, defund the police was always a fraud. I think a lot of people fell for the bait, but that was always a fraud. These people all just, just wanted to reroute funds to the woke police uh, and, and that's it. But what, what kills me about this, really quick, is yeah, that these guys don't actually address the problem. She can come out and say, y'all need to cut it out. This is ruining our communities, but she ain't going to come do that. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Make sure you got to subscribe. Stu Does America on YouTube. And uh, Eric July, for Cannon's sake, Young Rippa 5'9". We'll see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.